Hi, welcome back to another episode of the SoFar DFW podcast, a podcast featuring artists performing right here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. I'm your host, Anna Xavier, and on this episode, I catch up with performer, singer-songwriter Nick Flora. Nick's passion for stories, comedy, and audience interaction are obvious from the first minute he steps in on stage. We look back at his early music years, gym metaphors, and why lobster and skittles go together. You really need to stay tuned for that bit. Also, you may notice that the interview sounds a bit rushed. Well, that's because we really didn't have that much time before Nick said. So bear that in mind when you listen to this. So Hi, my name is Nick Flora, and I play folk indie pop. I am out of Nashville, Tennessee. I write kind of music that is sort of slice-of-life stuff that is tonally influenced by power pop bands of the 90s and then sort of the new folk artists of the early 2000s. You're describing yourself as a performing songwriter. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Anytime anybody says singer-songwriter, it's like, okay, this guy sounds like, you know, and then if it's an older person, it's Paul Simon. If it's a younger person, it's John Mayer or something. I'm like, well, that's a box to put you in. But for me, I do feel like... First and foremost, I'm a performer, and and then the songwriting just comes along with that. So I love being on stage. I love connecting with an audience, and then getting writing those songs helps me get there. It's you know a lot of people do they hate being on stage and they just want to write the songs. People listen to them and they don't have to go out in public ever. Um, and I'm not that person. I love being on stage. I love being connected with an audience. And so yeah, so performing songwriter just sounded a little bit more accurate to what I'm trying to do. You're a man of many talents, right? Well, thank you. <laughs> you mix humor and you you put music into it. What comes first? What is the driving force behind your performance? Um, a lot of times, you know, I, I love humor and I love uh, comedy. And I always have since I was a kid. But there's some there's a sense of comedy we're underlying. It's It's not funny unless it's true. Um, that's what makes comedy so funny and humor. And so a lot of times when I make a joke, I'll make a joke or I make an observation and me and my friends will laugh at something or I'll laugh at it. And I'm like, actually, there's a lot of truth to that. And so I'll sort of unpack that in song. And so if people think that the song is also kind of funny, but like also kind of painful, how funny it is, you're like, oh, no, that's so true. That's absolutely me. Then like more than merrier. That's great. I'll do all of that. Awesome. Um, tell me about Great Escape. Great Escape is the first album that I put out almost 10 years now. I've been doing this almost full time for six years and then total like 10, 11. But Great Escape is the first album that I made with a producer out of Nashville. So not it was a big step for me as far as breaking away from just recording like with a friend in a basement somewhere and actually like working with actual Nashville producers and players and all that stuff. And, and it was one of those things where I said I was going to take this seriously and everybody was showing up you know, to do their job. And I, I was like, oh, I guess I am taking this seriously now because I have people who are relying on me, you know, to make sure the songs are there and all this stuff. So it was kind of a first foray into these songs that I, was, I you know, was trying to make my career. And so that had to be taken seriously. And so it's really the first turn into taking music as a serious thing and not just like a fun thing to do with friends. Okay. Um, besides that moment was there a different moment where it hit home and you're like oh i could make this full time yeah i i definitely had a a stint where i opened for 
uh, I went on tour it opened for an artist who was uh, the next level or or le- two levels above me as far as been doing it longer and a bigger fan base and it was one of those things where they just assumed that I was the same as the headliner and that was really exciting to me because you just do all this rehearsing and all these practicing and all these playing shows to nobody kind of just getting your you know, your feet wet and then when you're finally put in front of an audience uh, like that and they respond really well and they buy all your stuff and they want to know when you're going to be in town next there's just like a spark of that like oh this might actually be a thing that I could continue and carry on so that was a huge moment for sure especially uh, in Nashville where there's so much competition everyone is doing their own thing and there's just so much going on all at the same time at some point you can be like "Mm, am I going to make it and that's the big people move to Nashville oftentimes thinking like you know from a, another city where and they think that they can just like play a bunch of shows in town and become well known but that Nashville doesn't work like that because nobody really cares about people getting big in town because it's just it's a different kind of city and so I learned very quickly because I moved there in the first nine months I didn't want to leave my house because everybody was so much better than me and I was just like I'm a fraud I don't need to be here and I had really good friends and a mentor who kind of like helped me realize that Nashville is best for if you just kind of use the community there to kind of build you up and realize that you're not alone and then get better use them to help help yourself get better and then like go off you know use the resources of recording and like songwriting with other people and then when you go it's like working out in the gym and then when you go back out you're like oh I'm much stronger and I'm much better than I was um, before I moved there and so I would just use that as sort of my gym and then go out to the rest of the country and tour and uh yeah I think that it that's the best usage of that of that town because it's great but a lot of people move there thinking they're going to get there and take the town by storm and it doesn't really work like that as it might work in like you know Iowa or somewhere else where there aren't so many musicians who are you know top notch caliber so yeah it's a tricky tricky place to be in and how is it to be here in Dallas Dallas is great I love Dallas I grew up in Arkansas so I used to come to Dallas because all the big concerts would come through. So it was always a big music town for me as a kid and teenager. It's one of those towns where people, it's a sneaky town because people don't think about Dallas as having like an art scene or like people who are actually, you know, they think Dallas and they think all the like stereotypes that you would think from Dallas that are based on old stereotypes from like 20, 30 years ago. They don't really think of an art scene or think about people who are actually interested in art, but it has a really great one. And uh, I travel all over and talk about how great it is and and uh so the audiences here really get it and it's it's amazing there's a lot of great crowds here and people that come out just to see somebody doing something interesting so all right quickly yeah. you have a podcast i do Tell me about <laughs> <laughs> you have a podcast too i hear yeah i've had a couple podcasts over the years and this latest one i have is called all-time favorite and it's essentially every episode it's me or me and a guest breaking down an all-time favorite movie song book artist just some kind of creative force that's in, that's influenced me and or the guest and we just like talk about it until we can't talk about it anymore like expound you know any type of any and everything about that artist that really inspired us you know going back to childhood leading up to now and so i love how much art and books and songs especially like weave them themselves into our lives and uh so, so i love talking about that and uh telling the stories if your music was Emil, what do you think it would be? It would be, uh, I think, some lobster, because there's a lot to, to dive into, but also followed up or chased with a bag of Skittles, because it's also very fun. 
That is probably the most interesting answer I've ever had. All right, Nick, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks a lot. Before we move into the second part of the podcast, I'll just like to remind you that you can visit SoFarSounds.com to find out all the gigs happening here in DFW and worldwide. I've been Enix Xavier, and without further ado, here's Nick's Florida live performance of It's All Coming Together. Thanks for listening. It's all 
Thank you guys. Have a great night. So far, DFW.